Today is the 13th day of October. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. It is so good to be here today and to join with all that the Holy Spirit has gathered into this digital haven where the Lord is worshipped and where God's living words from the book of Psalms are the feature each and every day. Oh, what the treasures that we find here contained within 150 chapters, life-giving promises, directions, instructions, warnings, and examples that speak into the midst of whatever is on our plate today. God has not left us without a witness and a plan. We find that witness of God's faithfulness and love every single day. If you are new to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome. Sit back and enjoy God's Word pouring into your life. So today's path, how we're going to journey through the book, takes us into the heart of Psalm 13, Psalm 43, Psalm 73, Psalm 103, and Psalm 133. We are reading from the Living Bible. But first, as we do every day, let's pause and ask the Lord to be our guide. Oh, Father, We thank you that you have invited us here, that you are gathering us from around the globe into this place, into your presence right now. We desire to draw near to you. You know what's going on in our lives, and you know that in many things we are desperately looking for comfort. We need direction, and we need wisdom, because life is just very challenging, We know and we praise you for answering our prayers, for hearing our cries. You generously are pouring out mercy and grace in our life today. So as we journey right now into your living words, spark joy inside of us. Infuse us with your peace, a peace that surpasses anything that man offers. Peace that calms our quaking hearts and steadies the racing thoughts of our minds, Lord. So we open our hearts and we open our minds to you right now, and we desire your Holy Spirit to be working within us, doing a transformation. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 13, a Psalm of David. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Psalm 43 Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. 
There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my trust in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Psalm 73 Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet kept slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens, and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know, they ask? Does the Most High even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prospered. But what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and arrogant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet, I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert Him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the Sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Psalm 103, a Psalm of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. 
My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows, and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commandments. The Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out His plans, listening for each of His commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve Him and do His will. Praise the Lord, everything He has created, everything in all His kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 133. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of David. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced His blessing, even life everlasting. Each and every day, we are running, us individually, are running our own race through the gauntlet of life, day to day, week to week, month by month. And we are often forced to make some pretty challenging judgment calls. Sometimes we have to make choices and decisions on the fly, and other times we have time to work through the process of due diligence to discern between risk and reward. And for our family, we really want to be able to discern between God's best versus man's nagging ways. Yes, I personally am striving to live with the goal of eternity with my Lord and Savior as my compass. How can the average person be able to discern between best versus mess of humanity? Well, I often feel like a broken record when I say that God's Word, the Bible, is actually a handbook for living a life pleasing to the Lord. Many wonder, where can we turn in our Bibles to see God's truth about wisdom? Actually, if one is holding a physical Bible in their hand that contains both the Old and New Testaments— It is smack dab in the middle. The books of wisdom consist of these books of the Bible. All of them are just a 
few flips from the midpoint of your physical book of the Bible. We have Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. So, as we are journeying through life, when it comes to wisdom, those who are familiar with the Proverbs understand that wisdom is at every crossroad, yelling to all of humanity, hey, this is the way to go. That's not the way to go. And it's always available if we are paying attention. So, we kind of have a picture of a crossroad today in the book of Psalms. Psalm 73, its author is a guy known as Asaph, and he's not feeling strong. He's completely down about what he's seeing, and it's perplexing to him. It's supremely frustrating, and his frustrations, although we are reading of something that happened thousands of years back, his frustrations are still frustrations on the earth today, because what he is seeing is basically... He's trying to be a righteous person among righteous people, but when he looks out across his culture, it's like the evil ones are the ones who are rising to the top. It's like those who are corrupt are the ones who are actually prospering and seem, well, they seem to have such a very, very nice life. And so he's like, I was at this precipice, basically. I was about to fall off the wagon I was about to slip. It was almost over. I almost went overboard. I envied the proud. I saw them prospering. And even though they were wicked, I envied them. And he's asking himself, what is it all for? I'm disciplining myself. I'm trying to be righteous. I'm trying to live a holy life. And it's hard. All of the things that could possibly go wrong seem to, but I look out and I see people prospering who couldn't care less about you, Lord, couldn't care less about where this is all going, couldn't care at all what you might have to say to earth's people. And so he says, and I'm quoting, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. In other words, if I had really said that, I would have been a traitor to your people. Yet, it is so hard to explain it. This prosperity of those who hate the Lord, then, and we'll get back to that in a second because that word, then, is a crossroad. So we're probably tracking with what Asaph is saying here. We probably have felt that way in one way or another. We might feel that way continually right now going through the year and seasons that we're going through. The thing to understand is that we are all at a crossroad. Life will always bring us to a crossroad and life brought Asaph to a crossroad. So he's like, yet it's so hard to explain it. This prosperity of those who hate the Lord then the crossroad. Then one day I went into the Lord's sanctuary to meditate and thought about the future of these evil men. So what we see is Asa being honest in his human perception. He's not. There is no sugarcoating what he's saying. He's crying out. He doesn't understand. It does not make sense. 
And so rather than just going on a bender or some sort of way like just going, forget it, I'm not going to be righteous anymore. These guys have the easy way. I'm going the easy path. He doesn't do that. He went into the presence of God instead. And in the presence of God, he was reoriented to the way that he was looking at things, right? Because he went into the presence of God and the world didn't change when he left the sanctuary. Like it was all the same thing. It was his perspective, the way that he saw, the way that he had eyes to see and ears to hear that had changed. And what he realized was there was more going on than I understand. So I'm going to give another plug for a book that each of us might want to dive into and just read through. This is an amazing book that helps us to get clarity that sometimes what is happening happens because of underlying unseen factors. And you can check that out. It's the book of Job. It also is something that we learn so clearly when we read through the stories of the Bible, and we often read those in the going deeper section of the podcast as time allows. What Asaph begins to realize is that there is a foundation that the wicked had built their lives upon, which was frivolous and wasn't a foundation at all, and had no eternal value, and was nothing in the grand scheme of things, that their security, although they might have felt secure, wasn't going to help them at all. In light of eternity, they were completely exposed and completely unprotected. One of the ways that the lights went on for Asif, like one of the ways that he got eyes to see was that it wasn't about other people prospering and him not. It was about his envy of what they had that he longed for that he didn't have, which led him into a tornado of comparison that was spinning around him so that he couldn't see up from down anymore. But once he got his feet back on the ground in the presence of God, he could see how he was behaving and confess. And I'm quoting, When I saw this, what turmoil filled my heart. I saw myself so stupid and so ignorant. I must have seemed like an animal to you, O God. Right? Was acting like an animal. Once he had gotten reorientated, he was able to see, he was able to see clearly what was really happening. And he said, but even so, you love me. You are holding my right hand. You will keep on guiding me all my life with your wisdom and counsel and afterwards will receive me into the glories of heaven. Whom have I in heaven but you? And I desire no one on earth as much as you. Right? There it is. He made the choice at the crossroads. The envy has been released. I desire no one on earth as much as you. My health fails. My spirits droop. Yet God remains. He is the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. A beautiful picture of repentance. And repentance, as we've talked about many times, like it sounds religious and it sounds hard, but it's really just changing your mind. It's like opening your eyes and seeing things clearly and going, ah, okay, 
I've been looking at this wrong and then just changing your mind and moving in a different direction. That is repentance, and that's what we see here. Asaph had, first of all, noticed some discrepancies, some inequalities, and they were bothering him. He was watching people prosper that he felt like they shouldn't because they didn't honor God in any way. And yet God's people were here still slogging along, and he becomes envious, which is poison to our soul. Once envy and comparison get inside of us, kind of all bets are off, right? Have we not had the same experiences? Like once you go there, all you can do is come up short, or if you're doing better and you're making comparisons to people who are doing worse than you, then all you can do is become proud, which is a disaster in making, as we know. And so to come back into God's presence, saying the truth, saying what it looks like, and then be humble before God knowing, I don't know all there is to know, and I'm certainly not looking at the big picture. I'm looking at the little picture. The big picture is that I am a child of the Most High God. I am a joint heir with Jesus and the kingdom of God. I'm not lacking here. I don't have to be better than anybody else. All I need is God's presence. Maranatha. Father, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us here in the midst of life in 2021. We desperately need your word, and we need it badly. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to plant the word deep into our lives, in the soil of our hearts. We need you. God, we need you. You are all that we need. When we are in your presence and we are aware of it, we realize we lack nothing. We have all that we need. We are going in the right direction. We are going somewhere good, and we love you, and we trust you, and we invite your Holy Spirit to continually bring this back to mind, that we might continually reorient ourselves to you by repenting. When we find our feet are about to slip, and we're about to go off the deep end, we run to you. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray in the name of Jesus, we ask, amen. Okay, guys, you ready for some prayer updates? And booyah, God is good. So, first, remember Jennifer and Chris, we have been praying that they both would have negative COVID test results at the same time so they can go back into the Milchen field. Yes, that was God's will. And yes, it did happen. And I have a word from Jennifer. After a much longer stay stateside than we were anticipating, we are finally headed back to Africa. Even though we miss home, it's so great to have some extra time with friends and family. Headed to Kenya first and can't wait to hug all our kids. It's been two years since we've been, thanks to COVID. Then home to Mozambique. Thank you for all your prayers. Now, if we can just make it through the next two days of plane flights. Yay, God. I love this. I am so excited for Jennifer and Chris and their two kids. And by the way, I did post her update on our Facebook um, Psalmscast page if you care to give it a look. And then we also have a praise report about our sister in Japan, 
This is the latest update by her mom. Thank you to everyone for keeping Laura in your prayers. Laura seems to be on the road to recovery. She has some new doctors, and they seem to be narrowing down the possibilities for what has been ailing her. She's been taking some medications now that seem to be helping with her dizziness and nausea, and she's sleeping much better. She has more tests in her future, but she sounds so much better when we talk to her, and she's feeling very optimistic about the treatment she's now receiving. Again, thank you. We appreciate your continued prayers. Yes, 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 God hears our prayers, and you know, He is faithful. He is faithful in His time to make them come, if it be His will. So, we do have some additional prayers that we are praying until God moves. And the first one is Miss Mia, who is my mom's feline companion. Yes, she is once again home, but she will be returning to the vet tomorrow, Thursday, along with her humans to get the official, where do we go from here? Yes, we want the Lord's will in this situation as my mom doesn't want little Mia to suffer. Yet, we honestly, selfishly want Mia to rebound and continue to be my mom's companion for the days ahead. But if the Lord has a different plan, I'm praying that the Lord will prepare my mom for whatever the plan is. And let's continue to pray for TC in Missouri. This young woman is struggling with a lot of anger and loss of trust in her fiancé. She is taking a break and seeking God's will about their future, about her future, Do any of you remember what it's like to be in your 20s and have your world's paradigm to switch up 180 degrees? Yes, TC is most definitely at a crossroads. Will you join me in lifting TC up to the Lord and asking the Lord to lead and guide her on whatever path would ultimately glorify Him? Matters of the heart, gosh, guys, they're so hard at any age. But I do know, I remember how challenging they are in the early 20s. Continued prayers for Carol, who is Dan's mom, who has had COVID, who's been in and out of the hospital and out of rehab, that the Lord's will would be done in the remaining days of her life and that he would help Dan and family figure out what that plan is. Continued prayers for Ralph and Stella. Ralph for the pain management and for his ability to power through and getting stronger, and Stella for encouragement and just the knowledge and the sense that she is not alone as the Lord continually continues to bring people into her life to come alongside her, to help her, to encourage her, to love on her. And our last request that we're still praying on is Josh and that he would have full restoration, God willing, of his strong sense of smell and the sense of taste that has allowed him to become a world-renowned chef and that he would be able to continue to in this new position that brought him back to the States and that as he flourishes, he would be able to bring his wife, Bam, and their children to join him here in the U.S. in the very near future, that the Lord would open every door, that their visa status would be approved. Now, if you want to get on our prayer list, you desire for us to be praying for you, or you want to share thoughts, ask questions, 
or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. For those who like to use WhatsApp, that number is slightly different. It's 1-470-240-1509. And you can also make a connection through social media. Psalmscast is on the platforms of Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.